to share this message with you. It is on peace. And peace in the Hebrew is pronounced shalom. It's the Hebrew word shalom. And I've taught this many times in our church, but if you haven't seen me do this before, you're about ready to be really blessed with this teaching. But it's about peace. And peace is four letters in the Hebrew language. It's shin, lamed, vav, and mem. And in Hebrew, the, the letters come from ancient pictures, which we call pictograms. And these pictograms have meanings. And, uh, and Hebrew, of course, also is written and read from right to left. And when we look at the ancient pictures, we can get some meanings from these pictograms. The ancient picture here of the letter sheen is two teeth, and it means to de destroy or to eat or devour. So I'm going to use the word destroy here. Lamed comes from a picture of a shepherd's staff. And uh, that shepherd's staff represents leadership or authority or teaching. So I'm going to use the word authority. And vav is a picture of a tent peg or a nail. And this is a connector, like it connects the tent to the ground or a board to another board. And we use nails today to connect things. So this word here I'm going to use is connect or connected. And finally, mem is a picture of water. And in the ancient world, water represented chaos because the water was always moving. And so in Hebrew, when we look at the pictographic meaning of the word shalom, which is peace in our language, it means to destroy the authority connected to the chaos. To destroy the authority connected to the chaos. So I want to talk about that. Peace actually is associated with war. Peace comes from the conquering of an enemy. The Bible says that we have an enemy, the devil. And his goal is to steal your peace, to steal your finances, to steal your marriage, to steal your kids, to steal your, your joy, to steal your, your future. And so the ultimate goal of the devil, our enemy, is to keep you from God. Because God loves you and the devil can't touch God. So he goes after God's treasure possession, which is you. So we have this enemy and peace, as we see in the original Hebrew, is associated with destroying uh, the, the, the leader or the authority connected to the chaos, which the Bible says that the devil is the prince of this world. And so he has authority in this world wherever he is allowed to have it. I want to say that again. He has, the devil, has authority in this world. He's called the prince of this world wherever he's allowed to have it. But I have good news for you. Although he's a prince of this world, there was another prince who showed up on planet earth. And he is the prince of peace and his name is Jesus. And this prince of peace defeated the prince of this world. And so we as Christians, as followers of Christ, we can have peace in him. That's what I want to talk about with you. John 1231 says this, now it is time, Jesus is talking, now it is time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. This is right before Jesus was about ready to be betrayed and he knew that his timeline was short and so he announces to his disciples, now is the time. 
Now is the time, not for judgment on people, but judgment on the prince of this world, and he's about ready to be driven out. How many of you can give a big amen to that, that when Jesus came, the prince of peace defeated the prince of this world, who's our enemy, who wants to steal from us and kill us and destroy us. So the light has come into our world, Jesus, and he dispelled the darkness. He overcame the darkness on your behalf and my behalf. Hallelujah. Hey, if you know how to spell hallelujah, go ahead and give it a shot. (laughs) My message today is meant to restore you to peace and to send you with this message of peace to others. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus, the Bible says, is saved and will come into this place of peace. And not only has Jesus risen from the dead, but the Bible says he is now seated at the right hand of God the Father, far above all powers, all principalities, all rulers, And so he is ruling and he's reigning. And it gets even better than that. He invites us to join him in that seat of victory, that seat of authority, and that seat of peace. He's above the chaos. Maybe you've been feeling a lot of chaos lately. I mean, we all have. Some of us have been affected more than others. So let's first talk about you. How can you have peace today in the midst of this chaos? Everything's in turmoil. Some of us have lost our jobs. I know of several people this week, personally, that I know lost their jobs. Some of our jobs are on hold. Uh, Some of us are worried about the future, about our children, about our livelihood. Some of us are sick and worried about our life. Uh, Some of us are just getting antsy and, you know, ready to get back to a regular routine. We're restless. Some of us are feeling lonely and disconnected. I was talking with someone this week on the phone, and You know, they don't have internet. They don't have that capability. And they're just feeling kind of alone right now. How can you have peace today in this crazy situation we find ourselves in? First, I want to give you this very clear instruction to have peace. You need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the Prince of Peace. Okay? In our world We tend to pursue money and pleasure and power to try to find peace or find meaning or find satisfaction in life. It's it's kind of ironic that all of those things are being taken away from us right now. And, And we think, man, if I could just get back and have my money, if I could just get back to my routine, if I could just have, you know, my things back, then I'll be happy again. But you know what? We know that's not true. Money and pleasure and power, these things never satisfy our soul. I call it cotton candy living. It's like, you know, a cotton, I love cotton candy. You love cotton candy? I love it. I remember as a kid, man, I just couldn't get enough of that stuff. But as soon as you put it in your mouth and it's, you're like, oh yeah, I love it. Uh-huh. And it's gone. And yet it never satisfies. In fact, if you eat too much of it, you actually get a bellyache, right? It starts to make you sick. Now think of that old Rolling Stones song. You ready? I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, I'm doing this. Oh, I can't get no satisfaction. And I try. Oh, I try. Oh, I try. Yeah, I try. But I can't get no. You know? You know that song? And this is our world's pursuit. We're trying to find things that satisfy. And yes, I'm willing to make a fool of myself for you. But this is true, isn't it? We're always trying to find something that will satisfy. Peace does not come from things 
or power or pleasure. That's cotton candy living. Doesn't fill your soul. What is true is that Jesus is the only one who can satisfy your soul. That's why I say Jesus is soulicious. He's the only one who satisfies your soul. He told his listeners when he was here, and he's telling you and I today, even in the midst of chaos and turmoil and uncertainty, he says, listen, if you're weary, if you're heavy burdened, if you're freaking out, come to me. Come to me, and I will give you rest for your souls. The psalmist, a long time ago, the psalmist said in Psalm 62:1, my soul finds rest in God alone. My soul finds rest in God alone. He is my salvation. And that is the same for you and the same for me. Our soul will only find rest in God. We need Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Prince of Peace needs to be at the center of your soul, and then you will be satisfied. Psalm 42.2 says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet God? Do you hear the cry of his heart? My soul, he's like, he, he's thirsty. And, and he's like, my soul is thirsty. I'm quenching God, the living God. I need God. And he says, when can I go and meet with God? And I got good news for you. You can meet with God right now, right here, right there, in your home, in your living room, wherever you are, with your family or friends or by yourself. Right now, I'm trusting that the presence of God is coming and that you are sensing his peace coming to you right now, right today, right here. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. God can meet you right now, right where you are at. Jesus has defeated sin. He defeated the devil, and he defeated death. You can have victory. You can have peace right now, no matter what's going on. When the Prince of Peace comes in and drives out the prince of this world and the chaos that's been created. What remains is our choice. Do we want to choose are we going to choose to stay in a, you know, in a broken, uh, stressed out condition? Or will we yield our heart to him, to the Prince of Peace, to come and rule and reign in us? So I want to invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life right now. Jesus is the only one who can satisfy. And peace begins with the Prince of Peace. And if you want to pray this prayer with me, I want you to declare these words with me as we give our lives to Christ. And we, in, we, we ask for the Prince of Peace to enter into our hearts and we switch over from being ruled and reigned by the prince of this world to being ruled and reigned by the lover of our souls, Jesus Christ. If that's in your heart, pray this prayer with me, would you? Say, Jesus, thank you that you loved me, that you came to rescue me out of this darkness, out of this broken world. You came to give me peace. I believe in you, Jesus, that you came and you died to purchase my forgiveness, my freedom, and my healing. And I ask you, Lord, come into my life. I surrender myself to you. May you rule and reign. May your peace take over. May you come and satisfy my soul. I'm all yours in your name.
Amen. Amen. Hey, I got a few more words to share with you, but before I do, I just want to encourage you, if you just prayed that prayer and accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first time, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I would love to know who you are so I can encourage you, send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. Would you call our number right now? We have some prayer teams available for you to call at 810-639-5111. We want to celebrate your decision today that you are now a child of God. Welcome to the family. Let's give a round of applause. Somebody get some clap signs there online. We're excited to have new people into the family of God. That's what it's all about. And so now I want to just turn our attention for a few moments to remind us how we can still walk in peace. And if you've been struggling lately in your situation, you're a Christian, you have Jesus, the Prince of Peace in your heart, but you've been struggling lately with fear or anxiety or worry. I want to just give you a couple reminders, and, and I want to help you have peace restored. I want peace to rule and reign from now on in your heart and in your mind. You know, uh, fear, I want to say this very clearly, is not from God. Fear is not from God. Anxiety is not the way Christians work out problems, okay? Worry it never amounts to anybody's benefit. It doesn't help anybody at all. So the Bible says, do not fear, have no worry, do not be anxious about anything. And so I want to give you a couple of reminders about that. We are people of faith. We have this, the glorious promises of God to sustain us. And so Colossians 3.16 says this, very simply, let the word of Christ dwell within you richly, or richly dwell within you. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you. Our tendency in this world is to let other things richly dwell in us, especially when there's a situation going on like there is now. We begin to look at all the circumstances. We begin to look at all the problems. We begin to get uh, focused on all these other things going around. But the Bible says, listen, let the word of God richly dwell inside of you. So I've got three quick reminders for us today. Number one, focus on Jesus. Focus on the light, not the darkness. The Bible says, Hebrews 12, 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let uh, Actually, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter or finisher of our faith. I remember the first time I ever saw my now wife, Amy. She came over to our house. Uh, my, my sister, Kim, was having an open house at our house, and she was dating her brother. And she walks through into the garage, and all of a sudden, everything else became blurry. And my eyes were fixated on her. I mean, I was dialing in. I was like, who is that girl? I got to meet her. Woo! And so the rest of that time that she was there, it was probably like a couple hours, I couldn't see anything. I was always looking for her. Where's she at now? Where's she doing? My eyes were focused on her. And the Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus. There's all kinds of other stuff around us. There's all kinds of distractions that we could get fixated on. But our eyes, the people of faith, have our eyes on Jesus. Can I get an amen? So look to Jesus. Focus on him. Focus on the light, not the darkness. John 14, 27, Jesus says this. This is our, our verse I want you to meditate on and memorize this week. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, peace I give you. Peace I give you. 
Number two, so we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus, right? Number two, set your mind on eternity, not on earthly things. Set your minds. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And so we need to set our minds. I think of um, thermostats, you know, when you, when you set them to a certain, now we have a lot of digital ones, so you punch, punch the buttons, but you're setting it. You're saying, I want it to be this temperature, dink, 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 and you're making a determination. You're setting it to that. And then what happens? The environment complies. The environment changes. And our mind is like a thermostat. And we need to set our mind to God and to the things of God, to eternity, not set them on the problems of this world. That's going to help you have peace. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Let the word dwell within you richly. Set your minds, your thoughts on things above, not on things of the earth. It'll help you have peace. But this is my favorite one, my third point. Number three is release this worry and fear through prayer. Philippians 4, 6, one of my favorite all-time, most practical purposes that I've ever, you know, found in the Bible. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And what will happen? It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds. The peace of God, if we release all of our fears, worries, and anxieties to God. In real time, when it comes, you release it to God. Thank you, God. This is yours. God, this is your problem. God, I'm, I'm going to trust in you. I'm not going to worry about this. I release it to you. The Bible says you will have peace. Peace will come and guard your heart. It will guard your mind. And so how does this work? Listen, these are, this is not my advice. This is the word of God. When we put the word of God into practice, it produces fruit. And so... The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. In other words, what am I supposed to hold on to? What problems am I supposed to carry? How many, what percentage of stuff am I supposed to say, well, I'll just do this for God. I'll bear this burden. The Bible says, nothing. I hold on to nothing. And what do I give to God? Everything. I carry nothing. No burdens. No fear. No, no anxieties. No worry. I give everything to God and he gives me his peace that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a promise that you and I want to hold on to during these days and so I want to I just want to encourage you with this last couple of thoughts the psalmist says in Psalm 116 verse 7 be at rest once more O my soul for the Lord has been good to you Do you hear what he's saying he's talking to himself this guy's talking to himself listen I know you're talking to yourself too, because I'm talking to myself. You know what? If we're talking to ourselves, we might as well be saying something to ourselves that's worth listening to. And this guy says, be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. And I pray this prayer for you today, that your soul will be at rest in the Lord once more. These next few moments, I'm praying for an impartation of the tangible presence and peace of God to come to you, to give you relief from burdens, 
worry, fears, and anxieties. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that your presence would begin to fill, fill our rooms right now, that each one of us would begin to sense your presence coming to restore our peace. I want to share one final verse with you that just blew me away this week. Jesus said this in John 20, 21. Jesus said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, what I, what I saw in this verse is it has an exclamation point. And um, I don't think Jesus said this. You know, when he said this, he actually showed up to these, these uh, uh, in his resurrected body to his disciples. So if you can imagine, he just suddenly shows up. I don't think he did it this way, okay? Peace be with you! Ah! And the disciples, they were freaking out. I don't think that's very peaceful, do you? But it has an exclamation point. He suddenly appears to them, and he says, peace be with you. But it wasn't an exclamation point that was telling us how, how, how uh, loud he was speaking or that it was a sudden thing. This is what I feel was happening. I believe it was an impact exclamation. It, was, it wasn't what he said. It was what happened in the room when he said, peace be with you. And there was like this, a weight lifted off of the disciples' shoulders. There was the stress and the worry just was blown away. And there was an exclamation impact upon his listeners, when he entered the room, his presence came and he said, peace be with you. And that's my prayer for you right now, that the presence of God, the peace of God is coming to you right now. And there's a, there's a huge impact, a release of those fears and worries that have been tormenting you. And that you know that Jesus is with you and everything's going to be just fine in him. As we close this service, this part of our service I also want to call you to action because not only are we called to have peace, but we are called to take this message of peace to others. Do you see what Jesus did? He said, peace be with you. And they felt his presence and his power and his peace. And then he says, as the, as the Father sent me, now I send you that you are going filled with peace, filled with hope, filled with my presence. And now you take my presence, you take my truth, you take my peace where you go. And this is the time for the church to take the message of peace with us. Not just words, but the presence of peace. The prince of peace. In a few minutes when I close this service, I'm going to bless you. The last word of that blessing is peace. It's shalom. But it's also Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is shalom to us. God is doing a new thing. We are the gospel carriers. We carry the message of good news and peace to those around us. And more clearly than ever before, we have been seeing these last couple of weeks that the church is not a building. It is people. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have been sent with the message of the gospel. We can't gather people right now in church buildings to give the message. The message is in me, and it's in you, and it's in the body of Christ all over this globe. And the message is not chained down. 
Our faith is not sidelined. Our faith is not stymied at all. We are the church. We are filled with hope and peace and power because the Prince of Peace lives inside of us and we have a message to share. So I want to encourage you more than ever, share that message. Use your social networking to spread hope, to share hope, to, to, to share people to this site and other great sites that people can find the hope that they're looking for. And let's truly rise up and be the church God's called us to be. My last verse for you is out of Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15. Paul says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? So now you are sent. Jesus was sent to us by God. And Jesus is sending us to our friends, our family, our neighbors, our coworkers, our fellow students with this great message. And it concludes by saying, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. May your feet bring good news to those around you. And may you continue to learn and stay in peace, that you will walk in peace throughout the chaos. Join Jesus. He's seated at the right hand of God, far above all the chaos, all the noise. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your, your, set your mind on things above. And release all the pressures and the worries and the concerns. And let the peace of God guard your heart and guard your mind in his name. I want to pray a blessing on you now. So receive this blessing from the Lord. And then Ryan's going to come after a five-minute break and do a great time with our children. So if you've got children, they can stick around. We want to see them blessed too. But let me pray this blessing upon you now in Jesus' name. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shalom, Jesus. May you have a week filled with peace and may you be a messenger and a carrier of peace to those around you. Not just the words, but may the presence of the Prince of Peace be with you and shared with others in his name. Amen. Amen. It's good to see everybody. God bless you. We'll see you hopefully again next week at 10 a.m. But stick around for Ryan in a couple of minutes. He's going to come and share a great time with our children. God bless you.